This is the Inspiration Science Podcast, your guiding podcast on evolving your own science and life to holistically thrive. We believe there is no general way of living and healing, but your universal way. You succeed the highest when you do you. On this podcast, we'll dive into deep conversations on mental health and aligning purpose to business for enlightening harmony in life. I'm your host, Osin June. Welcome everyone to the Inspiration Science Podcast. I'm so excited for today's guest speaker with me. It's Jay Ude. Who hey. is Jay Ude? Right? Who yeah. is Jay? Who is Jay? Yeah. Yes. I'm so excited because um, me and Jay, we already connected quite a while ago, like starting off in the entrepreneurial space in coaching. And also we've done just very recently in January, a music video together that was on the topic of the power of the masculine and the feminine energy and how that combined actually brings us so much further as a leader as well. Um, Jay is a great teacher. He's a business coach and he helps people to scale and um, their businesses in a sustainable way um, through organic marketing. Um, but not only does he do that, he also helps people to truly align with their passion and their purpose on what their zone of genius is. So he's really good in helping people in terms of their clarity. And today I want I will speak with Jay and flow on the topics of, you know, why is education so important? And especially in the coaching space, the way it's done, then also like how important it is for children, but also for adults to work with context and the way we communicate things and why many people especially struggle with that. And I think one of the topics we'll touch on is the energetic side of things, but we will also dive deep into the more logical aspects in business um, on his experience and story as well. So thank you so much, Shay, for coming on my show today. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Just Friday night in London town and yeah, just all good. Awesome. In terms of your whole journey, I know when we connected earlier on in 2021, um, you've been still, you know, having some experience in real estate, like with rental properties, and you started off as a coach, you know, like what was for you the tapping moment to start into entrepreneurship in first place? And how did you like, why did you transition into coaching? Yeah, great question. So I was a high school teacher teaching business you know, for a while. And then I always, I think it was 2012 when I first discovered Rich Dad, Poor Dad, what everyone that sort of Mm -hmm. kind of begins to read. And so, you know, I began to dabble in a bit of network marketing and then a bit of um, real estate training, a bit of Mm -hmm. Forex, like crypto, like a bit of everything, 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 everything. And then there came a stage where I just wasn't making any progress because I hadn't thought about what my gifts were and what I wanted to do. So I decided in 2019 to go all in. So I quit my teaching job because a student said to me, hey, sir, look, why are you teaching business and not doing business? Mm-hmm. And so I thought, wow, like that's very profound. So I took a risk. and quit my teaching job and then went all in in the whole area of just deciding what to do but what I found because I was all in I tried something for one month full time didn't work I could move to something else then one month didn't work and I could move to something else and then I got into real estate because 
it used my skills of being able to negotiate, being able to um, sell deals, being able to mm-hmm. connect people together using my skills. And I became very successful like in the area of real estate trading deals in the UK. Mm-hmm. But, but then I got a bit sad and I thought, mm, okay, I'm not enjoying this anymore. And so that's where Bass's program came into it, where we connected. And then I learned how to teach it. And then in the first 60 days um, of creating that program, um, I did 30K in total sales just because I was tapped into what, you know, I enjoy doing, which is teaching. But then I found again that, hey, look, this is good, but there could be more for me. And mm-hmm. so I moved into the area of business coaching. And, you know, business coaching has been a, an interesting experience because, as we know, it's a very competitive space. And so it's been, yeah, it's been a baptism of, look, getting attention, being able to, like, teach people, engage and, and serve people. So so that's a bit about my background. Nice. I mean, it's very interesting, you know, how how you made this shift. And especially, like, right now you're still teaching, but you're also preaching what you teach. Uh, you're in business, so you got the practical things as well. And I also think in the beginning phase as an entrepreneur, many people go into this exploration mode, you know, and then you try one thing, you go to the next until you realize, like, what's the thing that I see long-term doing? And what would you say was in the coaching space, you know, one of the first things that you've learned that you found really profound that, you know, shocked you while doing it? I think in terms of the coaching space, it's it's a case of it's a value game. And like, if you're able to add value, then you're able to succeed. Because like when I came into the coaching space, I didn't know what to do, right? Like, I thought there's click funnels here. There's, you know, bad succeeding, Ozin succeeding, doing her thing. Like, I thought, where's my space here? But mm-hmm. then I realized that sometimes you have to look at where your gifts are and your strengths are and maybe just focus on one particular segment of the market when you're starting off. And that, for me, was females. Like, coaching in, in the female space, only space, and... It was great because I found a value of, hey, look, black guy in, you know, the female helping female space. You know what I mean? That's a big barrier, right? But mm-hmm. it's almost as though if you can add value, you're able to succeed because people see value more than anything else. But you have to exhibit that value. You have to show your value in the marketplace. And that's, I guess, the, the real lesson that when I'm in flow, I'm adding value, I'm helping, and I'm finding that sometimes if I'm struggling, maybe the focus has gone away from the value and more towards what can I get or, you know, how can I make some cash or that person's doing X and I'm not there yet. So I think what I've learned is that it's just a complete value game and if you add value, somebody's watching, someone's going to see it. And so it's, it's doing that. 
Yeah, I love that leading with so much value of it. And it always pays off when we do. And in terms of like the whole, you mentioned the female coaching space, you know, like there is a different way on how women do business, how men do business. I feel we don't have to separate it by the end. It's yeah. kind of we're whole as one, which Correct. is also kind of the message of our song. But mm -hmm. what would you say is like in your definition, the biggest difference between the feminine energy and the masculine energy that you just observed around the space when it comes to coaching? I think... What I've observed is women are looking for an experience. Mm -hmm. If you can give them an experience like where they, they feel connection, then it's almost as though the product will sell itself, right? So they want to feel like they're heard. They want to feel like, okay, this can change my life where mm -hmm. potentially on the male side of things and the, the masculine that's you know pretty much more to do with numbers systems mm -hmm. so if a hundred people are contacted then that means three are going to be interested so yeah. it's that sort of side of things and I think at any given moment you have to know that both work together right Because some would say that females succeed in the coaching space by just posting offers and just, you click on my link and da -da -da -da, but no, there has to be audience growth. There has mm -hmm. to be consistent content posted. There has to be systems where there's team members. And mm -hmm. so I just think sometimes it just depends on your inclination mm -hmm. where you get some female coaches who might prefer to have sales calls and you know build a team and have that element of things that's good or some people that like to have live launches mm. like every single month another live launch some people get burned out by that so I think it's whatever gives you energy to do it but to do it of the in the best of your ability and mm -hmm. just to appreciate the fact that hey look um We all have elements of masculine and feminine in us. And it's, sometimes it's it's what makes sense, right? It's like, mm -hmm. if you're in a very competitive space, then the more awareness you get, the better. No matter how you get that awareness, right? Yeah. But you have to get the awareness somehow. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, and so it's like looking at what way suits you the best. Yeah. That's great. Yes, I think, you know, all changes obviously start with awareness, having that and then from there wanting to do the changes as well. And, you know, when it comes to the whole energy thing, as you mentioned, like women, they seek for the experience. They have these things like using their intuition. They're very good with, you know, just allowing the things to be, but also the systems in place. How do you like find for yourself the balance of the masculine and feminine energy to, you know, to have success in your business? Fantastic question. Well, like when I've been in the feminine, like in the women helping women scene, I guess my best success has been like giving some of the masculine structure. So helping people to craft their offers, helping people to close calls and to get their message out there in such a way that it moves people to action. And so, you know, sometimes it's about the contrast always works well, right? Mm -hmm. So if a female's all in their feminine and then they're given more license to 
like flow and like manifest and it will come, mm-hmm. then that could be someone waiting for two, three years. I was just speaking to someone who I gave the recipe to succeed a year ago. Mm-hmm. And she's still in the same place. Why? It's just that feeling of, okay, let me just like, and let me just flow. But it's almost as though mm-hmm. you need to have the contrast of both energies working together because a degree of structure is needed with flow and a degree of flow is needed with action otherwise people burn out um and stuff which we often see with some of these mm-hmm. seven figure entrepreneurs that you know just go all out all out but you know people burn out team members leave and so you know what i found is to you know come in use maybe the feminine in the approach work in the marketing like to form a connection in the marketing and yeah. then maybe on the other side provide on the back end the structures that people really need yes i love that yes it's a it's a mixture of both and i think what we both observe in the space is that most people are leaning either towards one side the extreme or the right. other but it's very difficult. Many people struggle with the harmony of both. And I think the next challenge many people have is the way it's done, because we know there is not the right or wrong, you know, pass on that. But like, what do you prefer? Do you scale with teams? Do you scale with appointment setters? Do you scale by yourself? Because that's what you prefer and work directly. Are you the leader? Like, what would you say, you know, when coaches come to you that, you know, like, um, that some the past is right like how can people choose their right past if they feel really lost like what's right for them and as well as the right mentor what's your view on that I've always used a tool called the ikigai mm-hmm. and the ikigai means reason of purpose coming from um, Japan reason to be and this tool talks about four things it's number one you know what do you love because if you love speaking then that's got to be part of the mix, right? Mm-hmm. And then what are you good at? Now, if you're good at teaching, speaking, teaching means, okay, maybe these two things might flow into what um, I could potentially do, right? Mm-hmm. And then the third point comes to what could I be paid for? And so you're thinking, all right, so with these skills, some things that I do naturally, what could I be paid for? So you're very blessed yourself to have, mm-hmm. you know, both of these types of passions and love and you're very good at it. So, you could speak on stages, you could do podcasts, you could coach, you could, you know, be an actress, you could do whatever you want, right? Because you have these skills. But then I guess the final part comes to what the world needs. Yeah. And so when we tap into what the world needs, that drives us to mission. It's at this stage, what does the world need that's going to compel me mm-hmm. to take full action, to pour out from the heart, and to make something happen. And so that's why things can be dynamic. And that's why I know yourself, you know, world-class coach turned mm-hmm. world-class podcaster. It's like, what's the vibe? You know what I mean? Because at any given stage, it's like, okay, what does the world need? Like for me, I've sort of felt, okay, I've done content. I've done offer creation. I've done a bit of sales, but hmm, what does the world really need? And Part of me thinks now what I've got to add to my suite is teams. People need to create teams, especially maybe VAs, especially like 
um, growth consultants to, to come into a business so you can sort of kind of scale the business without having to be so hands-on. And so that's come upon me quite recently. Like, hmm, maybe now it's time to look at the team element. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, I think it's, you know, it's really important like to find a way and especially know that uh, one of the parts as a leader is to build those teams and the support system um, that would allow us to free our time and things. So that's that's a great thing. And when it comes to the whole education, you know, I think you 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 had a lot of experience like teaching in literal schools, working with children and things, and then also being in the coaching space and teaching. Um, there might be principles that are same, but yet the experience is different. What is the thing in education that you feel most must be changed over the next few years that you would do differently, let's say on a macro level and then on a smaller level, like what's your thoughts on that? I think we have to understand that the school system was designed in the 1800s to prepare children to go and work in the factories, to, um, you know, do a lot of like labor work, people to conform. And it's almost as though, like all this, all these years later, 200, 300 years later, technology has changed. We don't use mm -hmm. um, telegrams anymore to get the information or facts. And so it's the education system evolving with times, which means subjects like maths are not so relevant anymore, right? I mean, look, <laughs> like in terms of you doing this podcast or your coaching business, how important has mathematics been like really well so, simple things you know it's just like addition your money yeah <laughs> it offers yeah. it's yeah. so simple math yeah 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 and so it's more like attaching key skills to the curriculum so all right how do i form a, a class on how do i um form a digital marketing agency mm -hmm. like courses on that because how many businesses online need to have attention how many businesses are going out of business on the high street i'm sure you see it right now like i went to my local chip shop in london and the guy was saying hey look i'm paying two thousand pounds on electricity just to keep the lights on and so i'm finding it hard to pay my bills at home why because mm -hmm. like this business is taking so much and so you know part of me was thinking, hey, look, you know, maybe this business might be something that you might need to think, mm, you know, is there such a big market in this? Can I adapt? Can I change? And so I think it's like really mm -hmm. looking at where the need is right now, creating apps right now, coding right now, how to help solopreneurs to create teams like right now. And so it's like, how to have a successful marriage. Mm -hmm. That's not taught in schools. Mm. Or how to succeed in real estate. So I think it's matching the curriculum mm -hmm. to the present day situation and not just relying on English, maths, German. Um, you know what I mean? Because that's not enough because people are coming out of university without jobs because yeah because of that because of that reason
Yes, that's so true. And, you know, I think with all of the things like, um, you know, in education, when that would change, I think there is also another thing, a skill that is so important, which is communication. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like once we recognize the things that we're good at and we want to teach and then with the contact, we still need to communicate it, whether to have better relationships, whether to have better business um, and also for just the general in life. So, you know, in terms of the communication, what's one of the things that you've learned while doing business and coaching, the way you have tweaked or changed things um, over the past year? Well, um, I created a little framework called the Sensei Levels of Communication. And it's often when I was in the classroom, um, sometimes I was a substitute teacher. So there'd be a very difficult class and I'd come in and, Mm-hmm. you know it's almost as though look you know what do I do here like the kids are ready to mm-hmm. you know like fight and sort of kind of go ah you know like we have a substitute teacher but then I learned that the information is never the important thing whether that be in the coaching industry or mm-hmm. like with students or anything the information is not the most important thing mm-hmm. let me start at the highest level it's identity is tapping into like where people want to go as a collective you know why they're somewhere like what lights them up and Mm -hmm. so what kept me to control these classes where you know I was a complete newbie right Mm -hmm. and I didn't know them was saying hey hey students look if we work on this information and we implement this information let me give you this key insight. Mm-hmm. In the last 10 minutes of the lesson, mm-hmm. we are going to like watch this short movie that I made about mm-hmm. this topic, or we're going to have a quiz in which we can succeed here, or we're going to go to the playground and play a little game of football. And so they did all the work. They implemented, mm-hmm. but they implemented it because I knew what exactly drove them? What exactly like lit them up? And then the work just became easy. And so I think in this coaching industry, I think the problem that we have is that there's too much information. Yeah. How can there be masterminds where people are paying 20K, 30K for a mastermind and they haven't got an offer? Yeah. No one's being straight enough to say, look, that's not going to work. You know, that might feel good to you, mm-hmm. but, that, but that offer's not going to work. And so I think it's it's ultimately looking at the level of identity, like who do I want to be? What mm-hmm. do I want to give? What are my values? What are my beliefs? Mm-hmm. Rather than, oh, Simon is doing this, so I should do it. That's yeah. looking That's looking externally, not internally. Or... Ozan's a great podcaster, so let me just podcast. That's looking externally rather than internally. Tap into your own identity Mm -hmm. to really have something that really drives you to give something so authentic Mm -hmm. that, that people are magnetized to you. 
Yes, absolutely. I I love that you really like highlight that because I think many people, they are stuck in this comparison. And we've been all through that when we see other people crushing it or doing certain things. And only because we can do something doesn't mean we should be doing it. You know, like you can do a TV series, you can do podcasts, you can do paid ads, you can do funnels, like you can do a lot of things. But sometimes you got to ask ourselves, is this the thing that's gonna, you know, make me first happy? Is this the thing that aligns with me is this you know something helping me move forward with my goals so I think that's so important to have our own identity and also know that you know those changes in ident different identity shifts we go through in our journey is okay because some people they feel really married to one role to one offer and they feel they have to stick to that for I don't know long but you let go with each level so I'm curious to know what are some of the things that you had to let go to be where you at right now in let's say in the past few months good question you're very good at this podcast and stuff aren't you <laughs> of course gotta yeah. do it world class <laughs> yeah world class um i think i had to let go of things being linear so if month a was 5k the month two should be 10 and then like it should go like this in terms of a certain way where mm. sometimes in life some things happen that just take us off off track right you know and so it's almost as though having time to feel a change and not judge it mm. if you know what I mean so it's like if, for example, you're finding that, hey, look, that posting in groups was great, like, mm -hmm. but now I'm feeling like mm, it's time to, so it's like when you get that inclination, then it's like, mm, okay, like not judging, not sort of kind of comparing, but thinking that life can life can maybe teach us that look january might have been a month where maybe you expected things to kick off in january yeah but, but maybe that month of january was there just to be that sort of kind of learning as to what might happen mm -hmm. for the next couple of years and the fact that some people are crushing it in january we don't know what circumstance they're in they may have a list of ten thousand people you know yeah. they may have been in the game for six years so it's almost as though at any given stage, it's like realizing, all right, what's the truth now? What's mm -hmm. the reality now? What's my heart now? What's the vibes now? Now, the power of now, as Eckhart Tolle said, what's the vibe now, right? It's like in our relationships, it's okay. We had a great time in 2021, but how are we serving each other right now to to be better and to grow and to mm -hmm. step into um, new dimensions and, and things like that. So I think that's been like a sort of kind of learning that like sometimes in life, like it's not always going to happen in that linear fashion of, you know, one to two to four to eight. But, you know, I think as long as you are paying attention and making the right pivots at the right time and having the right people around, then that's the key. 
Yes, I like that. You know, the environment plays such a big role as well as the people, the network that we have around us. And, you, you know, you touch on different points when it comes to like, you know, owning our power, activating it within and stop like comparing. And I think so many people, they give their power away. They give their power away by emotionally responding to everything and reacting to that. They give their power away by seeing other people's win and then compare that. And we give power away because when we set, you know, stand up and then something, someone said something, it can mess our whole day. So where did you feel at your journey that you gave your power away, but something that you've been changing to maintain your power? I think I'd say that often I'd give my power away by by comparing myself and saying mm -hmm. this person's succeeding here let me try that by, by not doing some of the inner work because I found that the inner work has been like so important so I think it's the comparison element and it's like even right now mm -hmm. it's like thinking okay what are other people doing and you know do I do I operate in like this space and do master classes or like this space. But I think it's, re it's realizing that a lot of the people that we are seeing with success mm -hmm. have been doing things for a long year time and they've got the audience and they've got the reputation and they're benefiting from it. And so it's almost like thinking to cut the comparison and then just focus mm -hmm. on the service, focus on, on giving, mm -hmm. And then focus on tapping into like inner strengths. Like we just did a music video, right? And mm -hmm. I think that's a perfect example of doing something that is not conventional, but doing something that just aligns and, you know, mm -hmm. something that comes from, from the heart. And it's almost as though the more you're able to tap into that zone of genius and just to be yourself and to give that value, Mm -hmm. then there's no competition yes I like that it's and you know thanks for opening up I think that many people do struggle with the comparison and I think it's just human nature and actually in the bible like it's it's even written that comparison can be somewhat good because we use it to also improve ourselves we somewhat need an like an inspiration and things like we are the inspiration itself and things I don't like to word use the word need too much but I think when we kind of outbeat our versions to become better and see someone that we can learn from that the one percent thing that is so good about them i think there's something good in it but often you know we have the self-sabotage that happens and one of the things that has you know i think lead also to your success is the consistency uh you know like to keep showing up even in the hardest day even if it feels no one has interest in the things and many people talk about it but they still don't do it you know the science of how do you stay consistent so it's it's like you know if, if you're consistent there's no way will not succeed at some point it's a matter of time there are people again to stretch the context people doing it for 12 years in a coaching space and repetition after repetition and people don't know that you know so for yourself what is the thing that help you to really stay consistent in showing up and doing the things you do every day i read a book by uh, robert green called mastery and that book had a fundamental impact on my life because 
it spoke about the apprenticeship period. And before the Beatles became such a big band, like they went to Germany and they practiced for many years, like learning their craft in Germany. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, if you want to be world-class at something, how dare we expect to just show up for one month and, you know, be this person that's succeeding. And that's what I felt when I had succeed, when I had success in one niche, mm-hmm. like real estate, that that success would come in the new space that I was in. Mm-hmm. But, but then I realized with the months where I didn't make any sales and I was thinking like, this isn't going to work, but I stuck in there. Mm-hmm. It's from that apprenticeship period, knowing that, hey, new niche, new rules. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to just come in and, you know, dominate, but I have to make sure that stay in the trenches, keep working. You know, the day after Christmas, I was back in the office, like working, like trying to find a way, trying mm-hmm. to find, you know, the space, insights. And so I think it's like knowing that anything's going to take an apprenticeship period and to have the best apprenticeship period is to work mm-hmm. with the best masters. I mean, I think having an, an apprenticeship period where you're bouncing from YouTube video to other YouTube videos, that apprenticeship period could last for two, three, four, five, six years, seven years, mm-hmm. with no results. Where if you have that apprenticeship in community with people who are sort of kind of in it and, you know, got your back and can hold space for you, Mm-hmm. then that almost means that that apprenticeship period is going to be more fruitful, which is why you hear the whole thing of, oh, hey, if you want to succeed or learn how to create businesses, then for six months, like learn how to be an appointment setter. Mm-hmm. Six months, learn how to be a closer. And then for 12 months, build a business because you know how to, you know, sort of kind of get people in your world, right? You yeah. know how to close people, right? Yes, so that's those, important. Yes. Yeah. So with those two skills now, you can begin to build business, build a podcast business to help people, you know, do that and build a coaching business. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are running nicely, then sort of kind of start doing some movies and like working mm-hmm. on knowing that you've got businesses behind you. Just mm-hmm. like people know that they've got real estate behind them. You know, mm-hmm. where these online businesses are basically real estate now, aren't they? Yes, I mean, I think it all ties in or is interconnected as well. But I think, you know, what you just mentioned is so important that sometimes when we do something like um, no matter if you're in a job nine to five, no matter if it's a project, like everything that you think is kind of random is really adding to a skill set that at some point will be so useful. And I think it's really important to stack those skills, habits, you know, like stacking, but also value stacking and offers you stack like everything up and then it all pays off beyond of that and you know in terms of like the the skill sets that you acquired uh what would you say like especially when it comes to like relationship building because sometimes people focus on the money or they chase after that or they just want the short-term big wins but I know like you're really good and natural with people you have the charisma to make sure connection with them and go really deep like what's something that you would share to someone who really struggles with building genuine relationship with people and just like you know is chasing down people down the road in business 
Well, it just happens that I've got this book actually that I'm going to try and grab quickly, which is called "How to Win Friends and Influence." Um, Love it. Yeah, very powerful <laughs> book. But you know what I would say is that it always comes down to intention. Mm-hmm. Like, if your intention is to really connect with someone. Mm-hmm. people can feel it people can feel the energy behind that right mm-hmm. whereas if the intention is to do something hard so what I would say is to really tap into what your nature is mm-hmm. and so maybe some people's nature might not necessarily be to be the front person some people like when we shot the music video Dominic might prefer to be behind the camera for example mm-hmm. but also what I'd say is that we all have different sides of us. So therefore the labels of, oh, Ozin is such a creative, like you might not always be creative all the time, right? Like there comes a stage mm-hmm. where you want the structure, you want to nail that on the numbers. So mm-hmm. what, I, what I would say is to lean into what your strengths are, but also begin to sort of kind of partner Mm. with people who have strengths in other areas who can help you and so what I've seen for example is that you might be the best coach in the world Mm. how many coaches have you heard saying hey you know I'm great at coaching but you know not at marketing but then I guess it's connecting with a side that all right if I need to get my message out there if I want to serve people how can I leave that comfort zone into the growth zone to m- maybe either connect with someone who's very good mm-hmm. at the marketing side or maybe learn it myself? Because I think with every single problem in the world now, we have solutions right at the edge of our fingertips. Mm. Like you recently, you recently came to London and, you know, you were able to navigate from you know, Angel to, you know, Old Kent Road. You know, we have technology that can plan your bus routes, Uber, Mm -hmm. to take you from door to door. You know what I mean? Like, so it's almost as though all the answers that we need are out there. And I think to tap into those answers, we have to be brave. We have to take rejection sometimes. Yes, I like that. You know, being brave is so important, the courage as well. And also the the other thing that I think comes with being brave is staying persistent, knowing how to also go about, you know, rejections, because many people are afraid of rejections and it holds back and it can be very frustrating because I remember the times when someone said no to my offer and then you kind of doubt your whole existence of your business or the way you're good or bad and things. So, you know, one of the things I would like to ask is like, how do you personally deal with rejection? How was your journey of getting better on, you know, just like handling that type of situation? it's a continual journey I would say like I think on Tuesday three people said no to my offer on Tuesday and I was like oh three people normally at least one would say yes right Mm -hmm. you know what I mean but then again it's reflection okay Mm -hmm. so with those three people mm, what went well 
and what could be better. Mm, maybe they weren't as qualified as I thought they were, right? And so it's like using every single rejection as an opportunity for learning. Okay. Mm. Oh, all right. They they genuinely weren't ready. Cool. Mm. They genuinely weren't committed to this line of work. They were thinking about it. And we all know when someone's thinking like, okay, I want to do something. Then if they haven't taken any action or spent $1 to mm-hmm. actually make something, to like an actual commitment, then, you know, we don't really know what's on someone else's mind, right? But it's looking at what learning can we take from every single situation. Mm-hmm. And I think the one year I had in the female coaching scene, spectacular, glorious, like meeting yourself and Menly and Leah, Stephanie and Houston, so many of these great coaches. Mm-hmm. But then part of you now begins to think, hmm, I've spent my one year here. Maybe that might not be the vibe anymore. Maybe now, okay, let me get into systems now, VAs, leverage. Mm. Let me do that now, you know, in a sense, and like learn that, get that under my belt and then have that as something that I can teach now. So it's almost as though if you feel like there's a situation of rejection, what learning, if you feel like you're not as excited about something anymore, okay, what's the learning? Like in every single section, situation, like what's the learning? It's like mm-hmm. when you came to London, like it's for a reason, it's for a purpose, right? What's the learning? Um, you know, what can we create together? Like, how can mm-hmm. we help each other? How can we support each other? Like when we are both on mm-hmm. like new separate types of journeys, maybe in 2023. Um, yes. And things. And so for me, mm-hmm. what is the learning in every single circumstance? Like recently I just moved house. Like I don't live in prime time London anymore. Mm-hmm. But then in one sense, it's, oh my God, like I'm not in those bright lights. I think you saw me like during the music video when I was like, oh my God, like London. Yes. Oh, wow. You know? <laughs> but then maybe in a sense, it just gives more space to think. Because if yeah. I'm going to see somebody right now, if I'm going to go to somebody's house, it's not just let me just go to their house because they're five minutes away, but it's, I have to plan it right because I'm a, I'm a bit further away. Mm-hmm. And so things have to be that much more intentional. You know what I mean? And I think my intention, yeah. my intention for my next birthday, May 11th, is to actually have a business. Not something that I'm the slave and mastering, mm-hmm. but a business. And I think that's been missing a little bit where you know getting the right systems maybe i've avoided it and think oh it's too hard that's for you know people like baz and richard but you know i think there comes a stage where at one stage closing a deal i'd be over the moon to close a 7k deal like i thought that would never happen Mm -hmm. you know what i mean 
Yes. I mean, look at you now, all the growth and things that I, there's so much that happened like throughout our journey since we connected and so many things can happen just in six months, in 12 months with commitment, focus and a decision. And when we take the decision to not look back, to look forward and, and to keep going on that, I think that's uh, so important. And I think one of the things I also recently had, and that just like yesterday kind of, you know, struck my mind was one of the things that really helped me is is the circle. And when I just say circle, it's like it's like I just like pay a whole different intention when it comes like to the friends. Like how does physically someone affect you mentally, emotionally, and financially? Like the behaviors and things. How much like if you go through your WhatsApp, what are the people you spend most time with? Whether it's like on WhatsApp, whether it's on Zoom, whether it's in person, and it affects you so much like on all the levels. And I kind of revise it every three months to really make sure, is this the circle? Do I need to draw boundaries? Do I need to let go of people? And also one of the things I want to personally thank you is like, you helped me to gain my momentum. You know, when I made my first masterclass, my first 43K, I would have not done it or probably procrastinate um, on that if you didn't, you know, encourage me or just do that freaking flyer and get out there. So I think sometimes it just takes like this rare, great friendships where the friend sees even more potential in you or has more belief and gives you the poor belief to tell you, hey, that's the thing. And if, and I expect something big from you, I expect, you know, you becoming world-class and doing that and that and I think these type of friends who can do the hard talks and can be raw and really brutal in terms of like the honesty level and the intention behind it I think they are the real deal and I don't know like for all the listeners as well I think that's the type of people you want to surround yourself with and amplify that to 10x so you 10x your whole life you know being around people who have loyal relationship happy marriages people who make the money you want people who can be raw and have the integrity so I think yeah that's the kind of the things that I want to draw and in terms of like the, you know, like, is there a specific motto or a life quote that you daily live by that inspires you? Yeah, there's a quote called Salap, Salap, S-A-L-A-P. It means stop acting like, now there's two different versions. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure what version we go with here. Obviously. Well, we can say the both versions. Yeah, both. I mean, so yeah, so so number one is stop acting like a procrastinator. Where sometimes I think we know there's magic for us on the other side mm-hmm. if we can just push through the uncertainty, the ridicule the pain, the laughter, like all of those sorts of things, right? So mm-hmm. when we stop procrastinating and then just push through, then sometimes we realize that maybe it's not as, it wasn't as hard as what we thought it would be, right? Mm-hmm. Great example is yourself when you started this podcast. You know, you started it when you were in New York, I believe. and. Yeah. You know, now, like, you're prolific doing three or four a day. So it's that. And also stop acting like a pussy. Now, we know pussycats are, like, sometimes very frightened and, you know, don't sort of kind of hop out and sort of kind of be bold and they might shy away. 
So stop acting like a pussy and, you know, act like a lion, tiger, like yeah. wh- wh- whatever that animal or like whatever the creature is, boldness to step out, to to step into um, our power. So, yeah. I love that. That's one of the best business models, Salah. Mm. Mm. You know, because it just summarizes everything. It summarizes the power of excellence to do that. And mm-hmm. many, you know, the people say, yeah, that's so superficial. What's the language in it? But, you know, in a hardcore way, in raw way, like that is it, you know, like if you don't take action today, when will you? There's not a good timing and, you know, for all the things. So it's like today to take the things, to take the bold moves, to get the bold results as well. So yeah, thank you so much, Shay, for all your insights, for sharing your journey with us. Um, And also I can't wait to release our music video. And for all the people here listening, stay tuned. It's going to be funny. It's going to be amazing. And especially the message that comes behind this song. And one of the things that we can already a bit reveal is the hint is about the power of feminine masculine, but also the higher purpose we both and I believe we all have. The common purpose is unity. It's the wholeness in things and the love that I think is really important um, these days as well. So thank you so much, Shay, for your time. The last thing, how can people connect with you and how could people potentially work with you? Yeah, uh, before I answer that, I just want to say thank you for being such a great influence, someone that takes opportunity, someone that adds so much value and someone so bold. And I really respect you and I love our friendship. Um, in terms of people, no worries, no worries. In terms of people connecting with me, um, it's Juday uh, on the socials on Facebook and also on Instagram. More active on Facebook, and you know, really, I help people to really start their coaching business, get their coaching business going, and to really find that way in which they can market themselves and really push forward you know in in their business so if you're looking to start um a coaching business or to you know spring some momentum with your current idea then that's what i help people with awesome great jay thank you so much and for everyone else give jay a follow on his socials i will link it below so following on instagram especially on facebook where he's very active sharing a lot of value as well and trainings and some of the work he does if you want to scale your coaching business or if you just want to start your business or you're not quite sure he can also help you to give the clarity as well so thank you so much jay and i speak to you next time brilliant thank you so much Auf Wiedersehen. Okay, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day life to untangle wisdom and abundance on all levels. If you feel connection to this audio experience, share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Your Universal Way, and my personal Instagram, Ossinjun, O-C-C-I-N-J-U-N. And always remember, there is no right or wrong way, just your universal way. See you next time.